We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Brittany King. Happy New Year. I hope your new year is off to a fantastic start. I'm so grateful that you're listening to this podcast. Seriously, you could be listening to anything right now. You could be listening to a favorite song on Spotify, a new book on Audible, a different podcast show, but the fact that you're here means the world to me. And I think it's time for a listener shout out. So this shout out goes to Vermont KB. Vermont KB said, Invectious Positivity. Brittany's uplifting vibes radiate through this podcast. I love how there are tactical elements of every show and she never tries to sugarcoat it that sometimes positivity takes effort, systems, and practice. Thank you, Brittany. No, thank you, Vermont KB. Seriously, thanks for taking the time to leave a review. That is exactly how we're going to get this message of positivity spread in a big way. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking a few moments to leave that wonderful heartfelt review. Now, If you feel so kind to do the same as Vermont KB, I would love if after this episode, you head on over to Apple Podcasts and left us a review. I want to hear from you. I want to know what your thoughts are on the show. I read every comment, every review, and it means so much. And like I said before, it's how we spread this message and make a bigger positive impact. Now, if you want any up-to-dates, up-to-dates, whatever that means, updates on Silver Lining Wellness happenings, including podcast dropping, um, events I have going on, and just monthly motivation and inspiration, text B, the letter B, KIND, K-I-N-D, to 555-888, and you will be the first to know of all the goodness that's coming your way in 2020. Now let's get into the episode. I had the honor of sitting down with Matt Peterson to talk about post-college life, and it was an incredible conversation. I cannot wait to share it with you. I've had the pleasure of watching Matt evolve throughout his life. Uh, He started taking my spin class back in the day, and then he became the youngest spin instructor at the Madison, and now he's teaching at SoulCycle. Uh, It's really been incredible to be a part of his journey and just witness his growth and evolution, and he's just getting started. He's making waves in the entertainment news world, and I'm so grateful that he found a little bit of time to sit down and chat with me. There's a lot of goodness in this episode. You're probably going to want to take notes. Matt was taking notes (laughs) throughout the episode, but I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's get into it. Post-college life and happiness with Matt Peterson. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Excited is not the word. I don't even, I can't even describe the feeling that I have for this interview today. I have a very special guest. I have two special guests because Benji now is a part of my podcast. Um, He doesn't do any question asking, but he's a phenomenal listener. As long as it doesn't involve peanut butter, he's just going to be very tentative. Anyway, (laughs) I know Matt's trying to sit over there and not laugh at me. I am. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> you're probably like imagining that I'm like sitting here and I am like, this is what dreams are made of, Matt. Do you understand that I have been manifesting this, like working with a sweet little angel pup by my side for years and years and years and it's happened. So I just have to take any moment I can to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you understand that I am now in California away from my four dogs and hearing you talk about this is like really heart wrenching to me oh. and hurts. And I'm so jealous and I wish I had a dog staring at me right now, but it's well, okay. You know I, feel, I feel yours. You know, what's so funny is, yeah, when you got all those golden doodles and I was like, I mean, I was so jealous. So look at the tables have turned. Oh, I'm so jealous <laughs> and it hurts. It's okay. Well, the man that needs no introduction, Matt Peterson, oh, wow. is on the oh, podcast. Wow, this is an incredibly, I'm just, my heart, I can't, I can't even, I told you, I can't describe how I feel right now. So I'm not even going to try. Uh, but my special guest today is Matt Peterson. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. But as always, I got to give a little backstory about who and why and where and when and all of the all the good stuff that comes along with inviting someone to be a guest on my show. But Matt Peterson, since the moment that I met him, I knew this kid and I have to stop calling you a kid because you're no longer a kid. But when I met you, <laughs> you were a kid. So sorry was something I, I want to be a kid forever. You can be a kid forever. Um, I knew you were something special. I really did. You had that spark about you and everything that you've done since I met you hasn't surprised me in any way. Uh, you exude confidence in so many different ways and you've always just been very true and authentic to yourself. And I I feel like in this world that we live in with a lot of shoulds and we're constantly being bombarded by uh, – so much information about how we should live our lives. And I find that you really just like own who you are. And I mean, that's just how I view you. Uh, but I'm excited for this conversation because I had the pleasure of training Matt as a, the youngest spin instructor to ever teach at the Madison and watching him like blossom into this like fine young gentleman and then grow up. And then now he's teaching at Soul Cycle, which is like any spin instructor that has started, like their goal is to ultimately teach at Soul Cycle. So the fact that you've just done this in a pretty short period of time is really impressive. Well, thank you. And You're I think welcome. that it's important for me to pause for a moment as well and say that I wouldn't, I have these zoom out moments all the time where I realize that my life genuinely would be so different if I never would have met you because you are the reason that I even ever would come back to a spin class. And so I'm just so grateful. Like if you, it's so interesting that like, if you weren't a part of my life, I would have a completely different life right now. So <laughs> It's wow. like basically you gave birth to me, not even my mom. <laughs> like it was all you. No, I don't tell Kathy that. Well, it's. I mean, honestly, anyone that's listening to this episode, we're just here. We're not even recording anything um, of value for you right now. This is just a all complimentary episode. I'm just. Kidding. Oh yeah, totally, totally. We're just here giving each other positive affirmations. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm very humbled by that. To even know that I was like a blip on your path to stardom is. Honestly, like, don't forget about me when you're famous. And oh, um, but seriously, it's really impressive what you've done. And the reason why I invited Matt on the podcast is because oftentimes we kind of talk about having it all figured out, uh, especially that gap between college and then 
the working force. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. But like the job force, there's like this weird thing that happens in between, um, or at least I had that experience. And I know that after talking to Matt, that he's kind of in that place right now. And so this episode is a little bit different because we're really just going to talk about the action steps that you can take towards life after college and being happy. Because quite honestly, life after college is incredibly confusing and messy and very ugly. There's a ton of ugly crying that happens. And uh, I think that having this conversation is necessary for anyone that's listening that they aren't alone in this. And it's perfectly okay to have no idea what you're doing, uh, but you can still be happy. And that's what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about today. So Matt, welcome. That was probably my Thank long you. intro. Um, I want to give you a chance like, to sum up who is Matt Peterson, because maybe someone who's listening is like, oh, who, is, who is this kid that Brittany's gushing about? Well, thank you. I feel like the quickest way to sum me up, um, if you just want to skirt over to the side of the road, pull up my Instagram, that's a much easier way to sum me up. But basically, I graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism. I love entertainment news. I love food. I love working out and I'm really just trying to figure out right now. I am, like you said, in the muck of kind of just trying to figure out how to make a dream that I've had since day one become a reality now after college. And I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to figure it all out. Awesome. Well, what are we trying to figure out? Since I was literally, since I could speak, I know that I've always wanted to go into the entertainment world and be a part. I mean, what I've loved to do is report on entertainment news. Uh, I know that's a something that you and I different. We have different views on. But the way that Brittany is passionate about happiness, I am passionate about entertainment and celebrities and all that stuff. So my biggest thing was I always wanted to I knew what I wanted to do since day one. And I kind of like my action steps were In high school, I'm like, okay, I need to get into a good college that has a good broadcast degree, has a good broadcast program. And then after that, I'll be able to get a good job and it'll all be beautiful. So I kind of like took every step of the way that I needed to to get to where I wanted to be. And then once it came to being in college and being a senior, that's kind of when I was like, oh, wait, this actually has a lot more steps to it than I originally thought. Um, And so now I'm kind of in this moment of how do I make this dream happen? And we're in such a different world now that it's like no one can really give you advice that has that's in the industry now because the way they all started is so different than what's happening now. Yeah. I mean, that's such a one like such an interesting thing to bring up is we're constantly seeking someone else's advice or approval or tell me what to do next. But it seems like the path that other people took is not necessarily the path that you're taking. Yeah. And I feel like even, yes, I want to go into entertainment, but anyone listening to this who maybe just graduated, I'm sure is having a similar issue maybe um, in the sense that that exactly like you go to ask people for advice But they're like, well, we're in such a different time. Like we didn't have social media when we were growing Mm -hmm. up. And so it's such a beautiful thing because now our canvas is so clear and we can really make it however we want. But it also adds another level of stress because we're kind of like, and is this going to work? And it's all just kind of a game of baseball. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like 
kind of like throwing things at the wall and hoping it sticks. It's like, well, is this it? Or is this it? Uh, But okay. So what would you tell someone? So maybe they're not, maybe entertainment news isn't their path, but what would you tell someone that's kind of in a similar place of you right now that, you know, has followed all the steps that they thought that they should be doing to whatever their career goal is. And then they get outside of it and they're like, Oh, it's not that easy. And then they get stuck in that muck. What would you tell someone that's in that place? So what I'm trying to follow is I'm actually going to kind of say what you just said in the sense of throwing at the wall. That's the process I'm in right now is I throw something at the wall for me right now. It's like series. So different, different videos, different online content. I'll try a series. If it sticks to the wall, then I'll kind of build off of it. If it falls off the wall, then I'll throw another series at the wall and just like keep trying. But the biggest thing that I would say to anyone that I'm trying to follow for myself is honestly just being open with your friends as well. Um, Because first getting out of school, I feel like we all it's it's a weird almost like competition um, with everyone that you went to school with. Like, oh, I got a job here and I got a job here and I got it. But then you kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and it's like everyone is feeling so lost. And I feel super grateful for all the friends that I made at school. And since we were all in a film school together, it's really refreshing to be able to talk to each other and be like, yo, I have no idea what I'm going to do or what have we been doing for the last four years? And now why are we feeling so stranded? Like it's, it's been super nice to just be open and honest that we're really not the only ones feeling like this. Mm, I love that. Cause it's true. It's like right now we, you know, even five years ago, we'd have no idea what people are doing in their jobs because social media was like not even a a very big thing. It wasn't very present in a lot of our lives. So we do have access to what other people are doing. So I completely understand that. And how powerful is that to be vulnerable with your friends and say, I don't have it figured out. Like, what are you doing? And then to find out that they're like, I have no idea either. Like, what a comforting place to be knowing that you're not in it alone. Exactly. And I think even with social media, we're all guilty of it. We do post, say that you get a new job and it has like a beautiful view. So every day on your story, you're posting like, look at my job and my beautiful view. But then when you go inside the office, like you actually hate your job. But me looking at your life, I'm like, oh, wow, like Sally has that beautiful view that she works at every day. Like her life is great. But then Mm. when she goes inside, she's miserable. And it's like, that's why social media is just like, that is the one downside of it. I love it. I'm social media's biggest fan. But I think that's what's hard in this whole figuring out process is it's like you really cannot compare your life without having a real conversation about what anyone else is really doing because it can be completely different. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. I couldn't have said that better myself. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I do genuinely think that a lot of times, especially I've noticed when I've met with clients that it's typically triggered by social media when Mm -hmm. there's uh, some sort of dissatisfaction with job or where uh, someone is at currently in their life is mostly because they see a little square of someone's highlight. And yeah, we are all guilty of it for sure. But it's like, what would you tell someone? Like, how, what would you suggest if something to do about that? Um, I'm trying to think. 
I feel like knowing knowing that first, like that fact, knowing that it is only a highlight reel. And then even looking at yourself, like for me, I'm like, okay, I'm only showing such a small part of my life. And I feel like I already overshare. So it's like zooming out of the picture that that's been like my, I feel like at the end of this year, that's like my word is just zooming out. That's what Mm -hmm. I've been trying to do in everything. It's like, I feel like we live life literally looking at a photo, like so zoomed in Mm. and it's like, no, 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 let's take a step back. Let's Mm. zoom out of the picture and realize that it's like, if you feel triggered by social media, maybe that means that you really watch who you're following or what you're looking at or how much time you're spending on it. I love social media. And even I find myself like falling into these deep holes when I'll like wake up in the morning and just start scrolling through stories. And then I'm like, whoa, like, I start, it's almost like I start spiraling. I'm like, wait, why aren't I doing this and that? And it's like, whoa, I just woke up. Like, why am I already putting these thoughts in my head? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Matt. That is honestly, for me, one of the biggest game changers that um, I made was no social media, but I took it a step further. It was no technology for the first hour of my morning. Now I'm a complete psychopath and I wake up at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> wait, so okay wait pause for a second yeah. Do you have a, wait wait your body wakes up or you have a real alarm clock I have an alarm clock but I typically wake up before my alarm clock oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I know um I'm a, I'm a psycho I own it I'm a complete I'm a weirdo but you know, that's just me and I accept it. But I actually have created a boundary for myself with technology in the morning. And I've actually taken it a step further and I've put my phone outside. So this is what I do. Um, I unplug my Wi-Fi at night because that makes forces me off the internet. And because I always feel like there's more work to be done. So I unplug the Wi-Fi and then plug in my phone where the Wi-Fi was. And then I just leave those two hanging out. I'm like, you know what? You guys, you're good. You can keep each other company. <laughs> um, and then I go to bed. And then in the morning, I, I don't touch my phone until I have to leave the house. So uh, it really gives me a good separation because I would say a year ago, maybe a little bit more, I found myself doing the same thing. And that's where the spiral comes from. It's like, oh my God, should I be doing this? I need to do that. And then all of a sudden you start your day like that and then you're completely in a reactive state and you're feeling really, really less than. Uh, But I want to circle back to the suggestion that you made about starting to maybe unfollow or hide certain accounts that kind of trigger that feeling because I really do find this similarity with life after college and not knowing exactly what you're doing, stuck in that comparison game that is completely triggered by social media. Like there can be other ways to be triggered by it, but I do think that social media is one of the biggest culprits of that. So let's talk about what you said about um, unfollowing certain accounts because I don't want to brush over that because I think that's a really nice tangible step that someone could take. Yeah, I think that's something I really, um, really, really like deeply believe in is we've gotten to this place, especially now with like all the unfollower apps where you can see who has unfollowed you. And now it's become this whole like, oh, if they unfollowed me, then I they're out of my life. And but like and mm-hmm. I really think if someone if there is something on your feed that you don't like to see, get rid of it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with unfollowing someone. And if you have an unfollower app, I strongly, I mean, you can do whatever you want and whatever lights you up, but I really would 
urge you to take the action step to delete that because it's like we shouldn't care who is following us at the end of the day. You know, it's like that's a whole other conversation. We've gotten so into like how many followers and who is following and this and did Britney look at my story? Because if Britney didn't look at my story, then we're obviously not friends. And it's like, yo, if if it, that's where the spiral begins even more. So I think the it's okay to unfollow people. That's something I really believe in. And say though, for some reason, you're like, I can't unfollow this person because I see them every day, or maybe we're coworkers or whatever. That's why Instagram is the best app in the world and started the muting feature. So just mute someone. It's the silent unfollow. You don't have to see what they're doing. And if you are muting someone, but yet still go and search them, that's like a deeper issue that you got to start working on. You know, like if you care that much about someone, like you you got to work through that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that that's why Instagram's the best app ever because it's not the app's fault. It's it's our intention behind why we use it. And mm-hmm. I do think like I've I've completely shifted my perspective and my um how I view, I guess, relationship with technology and particularly Instagram, because as you know, I used to be really resistant to it. I think we had this conversation like probably two years ago. Uh, I just was very resistant to it. And once I changed my perspective of how I use it as a tool to provide a service and to help people and really get like a message across that would you know make someone feel better, that's how it shifted for me. And, totally. and maybe that's not for everybody and that's okay. But I do think recognizing like it is a really cool tool. It's changed the game for everybody. It's free, like it's marketing, it's messaging, it's just catching up with a friend, seeing like, you know, sending a message. And so there's a lot of positive to it. I'm not saying like get rid of Instagram, but if it is putting people in a place of compare and despair, it might be time to reevaluate the relationship with it. And I think, you know, I did a 30 day uh, digital detox. And it was the best thing I've done. Uh, but what did, what did but, you find on that? Sorry to f- turn oh. the interview around on you, but <laughs> when you, Oh, there's the journalist coming out. <laughs> I, I, I really am truly curious. Like on those 30 days, what did you find uh, happened? Like, did you miss it? Were you no. like, wow, I never want to go back. Yes. Um, really? I didn't it's the second time I've done it. So I didn't miss it. And uh, I actually replaced it with journaling. So I really enjoyed that because I journaled the whole entire trip. So that was really uh, amazing at the end of every day. Uh, And then it made me really intentional about taking photos. And I'm like, why am I taking this? Am I trying to Mm -hmm. show off? Or is this like a moment or a memory that I want to, um, to really like hold close to my heart? And uh, my husband's so wonderful. Like he'll call me out and he's like, just, just take in the moment. And I'm like, You're so right. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you know what's so funny is my dad, I was just home and my dad, like we were at the new Lululemon at Fashion mm-hmm. Square, which is this mall in Arizona. And like, I was taking a picture of the wall. It like said something. And my dad's like, do you ever look back at those photos? And he, he wasn't being mean, but no. he was just seriously curious. He's like, do you look back at those photos? And I had such a moment where I'm like, no. Like, mm-hmm. I will never look at this wall again, but for some reason, I see a cool thing on a wall and I'm like, oh, I need a picture of it. But I right. literally have never looked back at that. So that's really interesting. Yeah. It's just, it honestly, I think the word that comes up is intention and it's, it really does make you a little bit more intentional. Um, but it is, I mean, it's all habit too. And it's like, yeah. why am I using this? 
Am I trying to distract myself? Am I bored? Um, am I, you know, is there something that I'm avoiding? So this is my way of avoidance. So there's a lot more to it than just like the action. Uh, but I do think bringing the intention uh, is is the biggest part and understanding why why we do things. Um, like, what's up? Oh, sorry. Another thing, like with my my dad, will always get so mad because I take pictures of everything I eat. But for that, I'm like the intention is I'm at this cool place and I post it. And then someone's like, wow, I didn't know that they had that. And then they can go to it. So, you know, oh. that that actually makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. But again, that's a good and – so, and you do go back and look at it. Absolutely. I ate this breakfast sandwich when I was in Bend, Oregon at Sparrow Cafe. Shout out Sam who told me to go there. I literally have looked at this photo 15 times because I dream of the day that I go back and have this sandwich. It is <laughs> unbelievable. I was – all around. I was in France. I was in Italy. There was not a croissant that was better than Sparrow Cafes. So if you've been to Ben or you're going to Ben, you got to go. This is not a paid ad. It's that good. <laughs> <Dang>, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, anyway, my mouth is watering. <laughs> um, but I think like, you know, as we're talking about this, like what does this all have to do with post-college life and happiness? In, in, in what, living in the moment, the phone, or just like in general, how, how to be happy after college? Just in general. I mean, this is all plays into being happy after college because we're, you know, there's a lot of external stuff going on around us. Um, and whoever's listening might be nodding their head is like, yes, I, I, I hear you. I can relate. So it's like, now what do I do about this? What does this have to do with being happy now if I'm in the muck or if I'm stuck and not sure what the next move should be? I think the biggest thing that comes to mind right away and I also it's so interesting because I feel like this whole time I'm having a little bit of like the word that you taught me is imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and I feel like truly I'm kind of having a little bit of it right now like I feel uncomfortable answering these questions because I don't want it to be like well what I did because I'm still just trying to figure it out myself but I just have to acknowledge you for saying that before you say what you're gonna say because it's okay that you don't have it all figured out. Like you are doing the work right now to figure it out. So props to you. Well, thank you. And what I would say that right now, what I'm really trying to acknowledge is that it is okay to change no matter how short of a time span it is. I feel like for some reason we think right after college, I'm going to get a job and then I have to stay there for a year at least. So then it looks good on my resume and then I can make a change. And actually one of my friends, um, I won't blow up her spot, but I don't think she would mind if I shared this is moved out to LA right after college. And we have been out here now for maybe six months and really just not her jam. Like she, she kept trying to make it work and found herself really unhappy and so she just decided to make the move and she's moving and leaving her job and she's going to go find a new job she's moving to Arizona and she is like automatically just like a new like this new sense of energy where she's like I am so excited for something new like this is just this is not for me and I kept trying to force it to be for me and at the end of the day like it's just not and I think that that is such a beautiful thing that it's like we can just change like right now is the best time of our life is what everyone older than us says but it is in a sense that it's like we're not tied to anything and so try something throw something at the wall 
it doesn't matter if it doesn't stick because guess what? There's so much paint on the ground that we can continue to throw at the wall. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I guess just kind of trusting in that and being okay with that. That's phenomenal suggestion from someone that claims that he doesn't know what he's doing. That's great advice. Huh. Well, thanks. Interesting. You know, I think the most interesting thing about it, and I love this, and I love this about conversations and questions, is we have inner wisdom within us. We have a lot of the answers that we need. It's just turning off that external noise and focusing in on what's the next step. And it doesn't have to be a big one. It's just what can I do next right now? And if I don't know, like it's okay. But the only way that anyone can get clarity is not by a bunch of jumbled noodly thoughts in our head. It's through mm. action. It's through throwing stuff at the wall, you know, and, and not hoping it sticks, just seeing what could come of it. Um, because we do think like, oh, I had so much clarity after having that conversation, which, you know, there is clarity that comes through talking things out for sure, but it's not that sense of clarity that you really feel until you do something. And I love that. It's like, it's not just the only path. And I love you shared your friend's story because I think something that's tied with that is a little bit of that fear of looking bad. It's like, oh, I moved to LA. If I move back to Arizona, what's mm -hmm. everybody going to think of me? Like, are they going to think I'm a failure? Am I going to think this? And, you know, you said this a little bit earlier but you mentioned why do we even care why do we care what everyone thinks yeah that it? is that that's a that's a real i think that is the the trigger for everyone my age older than me younger than me i think the bringing back to social media like it all really i truly believe from myself stems from what will other people think? Mm -hmm. How can I impress other people? Like it, it, that is such a, a big thing. Right. And why, why does it matter? I don't know. And, and why is it so much easier for me right now in this phone call to say <laughs> like, I don't care what anyone thinks, but then in reality, I care. And I think we all care, yeah. you know, totally. it's like, like, it's so much easier said than done. And I think that is also another thing that it's okay to acknowledge. And even me right now in this quote unquote imposter syndrome that I was feeling and I no longer feel because I'm like, well, I do still feel it a little bit, yeah. but you know what I mean? It's like, like it's okay to just kind of be like, yeah, and just mm -hmm. go for it anyways. Totally. I mean, I, I read this in uh, Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art. And honestly, Matt, this is a book that you, oh my God, I don't know why I haven't suggested it till this call, but I'm going to send you the link. And it'll also be in the show notes. But uh, one of, it talks about resistance and how resistance shows up when we really care about something and, and resistance will do anything it possibly can to stop us from pursuing our like our calling, um, our life's passion. And one of the chapters and their short little you know, blurbs was about self-doubt and self-doubt is actually an ally. And I, I never thought about self-doubt as an ally before. I always thought that, oh, I'm not cut out to do something. But when you have self-doubt, that just might mean that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're like on the right path that you're creating for yourself. Are you writing this down? I hear a pen. Did you, over just, did, did you just hear me? I'm, I'm pulling, wait, I'm dead ass. Sorry, I'm not, I, wait, you said I can guess. 
Foley just wrote, self-doubt is an ally. Wait, I can't believe you can hear that. I have the new AirPods, so I literally can't hear anything. But um... <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, well, since I've gotten Benji, my, my dog mom ears are out of control. Like I can hear him Wait. getting something from a mile away. I think I have superpower. That is hilarious. I just wrote that down. That hit real hard. So thanks. You're welcome. It's the book. I, I can't take credit for it. I will send you the book, um, and I will also put that in the show notes. But um, – I think that that's important. It's an important takeaway, an important thing to remember of like post-college life, happiness, and just knowing when you're doubting yourself, that might mean that you should keep keep tapping into whatever that is. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. And you've know, talked this about this before in uh, another podcast episode with Presley about pivoting. And I love the word pivot, like just changing mm-hmm. And every like part of where you shift, you take something from what you learn and you apply it in the new way. Uh, the other thing that I want to touch on that you mentioned about like, you know, needing people to like us and the validation. And I completely agree. And um, I did an episode about the uh, things that I'm leaving in 2019, really the things that I'm leaving from the past decade. And the number one thing that came up for me was the need to be liked by everyone. And that was something that I really that I figured out with my coach. And I was like, I've always had that need to be liked. And I could I could be a chameleon in any way that I possibly could because I needed to fit in. And I kind of lost touch with who I was because I was constantly molding to different groups of people for that need. And that's been my whole life. And it was a survival mechanism. And as I've stepped into who I really am, and I've been putting my work out there, I started to care less and less. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have my moments. uh, But it's really cool to see that practice of like, I know I'm not for everybody. And I I don't need to be for everybody. Because Mm Like if if everybody does like me, then I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Positivity is not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. But I used to honestly be so – I'd be ashamed of my positivity because I know that people would find positivity a little annoying and often they would think that it's inauthentic. However, it's exactly who I am and I don't hide that anymore. And I know there's probably something within you that that might resonate with of why we go into that we need everyone to like us mode Um, because it's like, you know, when you step into who you are, that feels really – that feels way better than having everybody like you. Completely. That – Brittany, I could just listen to you all day. Like you really – really, I should just be here as like a gas station just to gas you up because what am I doing talking? Like that is what I needed to hear. This is why people need to listen to this podcast. Oh my God, stop. Well, it was just, I'm glad. What's up? I want to ask you a question though. Mm -hmm. In the sense of, wait, I I just had it on my mind while you were saying Mm -hmm. all that. Oh, yes. Do you feel, because for myself, like when I am in, when I'm teaching a class at Seoul and I, it's almost like what, what, what happened earlier when I just started talking and these words come out and I mean them, mm-hmm. but they come out so easily. But then when I'm living my life, it's like I'm not even practicing my own advice. But mm-hmm. when I'm just saying it, it's so much easier said than done. How mm-hmm. do you find that you actually do that? Because what I'm doing in class, I say like, I say these things, you know, I'm saying all this stuff like, you are capable, you are strong, you are this, you are that. But then in my life, I'm over here like, like acting like a middle school bully to myself. So it's like, how do I make that switch? 
Do me a favor. Say what you just said, but say I am. I am strong. Mm-hmm. I am capable. Mm-hmm. I am not a middle school bully. But see, like, I don't <laughs> believe, like, I don't believe that. That's the issue. Like, I'm, I just feel like I'm saying words, but I'm like, like, this is another thing I feel hopefully someone out there listening will, will relate to this. I totally buy in to all of the quotes, all of Gary Vee's stuff, everything you say, like all Jay Shetty, like I love all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But so much of the time, it's just something I'm looking at, but I'm not absorbing it at all. Like I'm like, that is so true. Or everything you were just saying, I'm like, wow, like that is so true. But I don't know how to fully like Mm -hmm. live that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that's such a great thing to bring up uh, because it's it all everything starts with beliefs and obviously you're saying that stuff because there's an inner wisdom that we talked about earlier that's coming from there you're not just like reading from a script and I've taken your class and I know that (laughs) I know you're not reading from a script right that's coming from somewhere but everything starts with your beliefs and beliefs are actually a choice so you can choose to believe that you're a middle school bully to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not very productive. I like to ask myself, like, who would I be without this belief? Like, what would I do? You know, one of one of my limiting beliefs that I've had that I don't have anymore, that I had uh, for a long time was I'm not smart enough. And that's what terrified me to public speak, to even start a podcast, to have a business. Like that was a very, very deep rooted. Um, and I, you know, I traced it back. I knew where it came from, but even more so I realized like I was choosing that to keep me safe. Cause I was like, well, I'm not going to put myself out there because I'm not smart enough. And so then I would just stay in my little comfort zone, but that was a choice. I chose that. But when I really thought about who I would be without that negative yucky thought, I was way more excited about that person than being comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's a practice, all of this kind of stuff. We're not really taught about negative self-talk and inner critic. I call her, uh, you know, inner inner mean girl. She's just a bitch. But for you, it's a bully. Uh, (laughs) Like we all – like that was how we – that's how we would survive because we'd be scanning the environment for a threat or something negative. Like we're just wired that way for survival. But it doesn't work like that anymore because society has evolved so much. But biologically, humans – we're still the same as our ancestors. So we're constantly trying to keep ourselves safe through those negative thoughts. Does that make sense? Totally. But without getting like too weird and science geeky on you, beliefs are choices. You can choose to change your beliefs, but you just have to be aware of them. Yeah. And, and, and it's the everyday. I think that is, I think that's another thing with the post-college everything. It's like, we want it right away because we are a generation that have been raised to always have it right away. Like Mm -hmm. instant satisfaction, like instant, you know, everything's instant. Like even if I, (laughs) yeah. Like even if I wanted to call, if I want to hear your voice and I'm and I miss you. I'm like, I can call you right away and hear you and get the Brittany in my life and feel like mm-hmm. good. So I feel like right after school, this is the first time in our life that like, it's not happening right away. Mm. And that is, I feel like I'm having this moment, even realizing it right now, like I've never even really realized it until we're having this conversation. And I'm like, 
that is where the unhappiness is stemming from with that post-graduation situation. It's like, it's the first time, like even in high school, I'm like, okay, I need to get into college. Boom. It happened. Then I'm, I need to work hard in college. So I get my dream job. Boom. And now it's like, oh wait, like it's not all happening for me. Oh my gosh, Matt, what a beautiful realization. So the delayed satisfaction is, you know, that's the key. It's like with habits too, if you think about it, like, you know, you eat a carrot once, you're not just going to be healthy. You know, if you eat your vegetables over time and let it, you know, compound and build, like you get pretty healthy through eating your veggies or working out. You don't go to the gym once and you're healthy. It's all about delayed gratification. And I love that you brought that up. No, that, I, I feel like this is now I now I know if someone were to say to me what to answer your question that you gave earlier, like what is the way to be happy after graduation? It's becoming okay with the fact that it will not happen right away. Boom. Drops the mic. <laughs> nice work. Throws AirPods, throws AirPods Throw out AirPods, there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, ultimately, if bringing it full circle is absolutely. And that's just anything. You know, good things take time. It's always like one of those quotes that we talk about, but it's really true. You know, have you ever seen that? What's up? Have you ever seen that meme where um, it's like Beyonce rehearsed eight months for her Coachella performance? That was two hours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Be like Beyonce. I, I love that. Yeah, true <laughs> that. I mean, that, that's just like a always, always. <laughs> but it's so true. It's like, yeah, you know, there's so much that goes into it. It's not about how fast you can get it. It's about how much time you're willing to put into it. Repetition repetition, repetition, just keep going, keep moving forward. I think that is, that is the key. So where you're at right now, like, what would you tell someone? That, that I'm going to tell that to myself. I, so we get off this, you know, this um, interview, this, and you go back into your life. And then you have a moment where the bully is like creeping up because of something. What do you do? I, take my own advice Mm. and I zoom out of the picture Mm -hmm. and I say, what is this conversation that I'm having inside of my head going to do for me and the rest of my day? And if Mm. it's not going to make me feel happy, I'm going to change the conversation because at the end of the day, I have the pen that you heard me click and I'm (laughs) writing the story. Uh, I'm in charge. I'm the freaking Nicholas Sparks. I'm the narrator. Mm -hmm. So I get to decide. So it's like, I guess that like zoom out and say, am I feeding myself what I need to be heard to get me to where I want to be? And if the answer is no, then I better freaking pick some different words. Absolutely. I mean, their thoughts, your words, it's that the power of everything. So how long have you been out of college? I graduated in May. So okay. So what would you tell if you could like go in a little time machine to Matt, who's like about to graduate college, what would you tell him? Don't stress about not having it figured out because you in six months still won't have it figured out. (laughs) So if you're already stressing now, you're about to waste the next six months of your life. And also just kind of enjoying the process even though I'm not doing it right now. 
but after this call, I will start. Mm. And mm. I actually, I've said this to, I think I told you this quote, but to anyone who has not heard it, it's my favorite quote of all time. And again, easier said than done, but it is a very important quote for everyone to hear. And it's from Steve Jobs. And it's that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you need to trust that one day the dots will connect. And I think that that is something I say that I want to live by. And I do believe that I live by it. I'm choosing right now to live by it. Because I do know one day I will get to where I want to be. I truly believe that. I want it too badly to not. And maybe the reason that I can't figure out my path right now is because where I want to be doesn't even exist yet. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's no clear line to it. Because everything's ever changing. Technology is changing. Media is changing. So maybe that's why I'm in this shit show. Because... I don't even know where I'm supposed to be to begin with. Oh my God. You said so many amazingness that gave me the chills that I just, I'm beaming over here. So is Benji, everyone over here in um, Brittany land are just very happy about what you just said. But I think I want whoever's listening. The biggest takeaway is just enjoy the process because the destination is constantly going to change. And I love mm-hmm. that you mentioned that because whatever you're meant to do may not might not exist and you might have to create it for yourself. And how freaking exciting is that? Completely. <gasps> it's so exciting. It's so incredible. <laughs> and also it, it, it will, it will, it will change. Like even you think about, I'm going to throw it back on you for a second, but you also like can max out to where you want to be, you know, like you, if someone would have told you this is where you were going to be, you would have been like, you're crazy. I don't even know how to use technology. And now look mm-hmm. at you, you right. know, so it really is like, we never know where we're going to end up, but mm-hmm. you trusted in what you mm-hmm. knew you were good at, which is making people feel good. Hmm. Thank you. And it, yeah, I mean, it is full circle because yeah, if you would have even asked me, a year and a half ago, I would have definitely laughed and then gone back into my little cocoon of hiding and uh, trying to fit in. So <laughs> full circle. I'm glad that you didn't. Okay. So two last two things. Um, first, this has nothing to do with anything except that, <laughs> you know, talking about instant gratification um, and Google is like, you know, you can Google anything. You don't even have to think of a solution. You can just type in a question and Google will tell you what to do about it. And if I looked at your Google browser, what would be the last question that you asked it? Ooh, honestly, I've been trying to not misspell so many words in text (laughs) messages. So I always Google words. Like, honestly, I'll pull it up right now. I know (laughs) my last thing was a word. Let me see. What word did I just look up? Oh, this is so embarrassing, but valuable. I (laughs) Honestly, I probably would have done the same. Listen, okay, no. instead of looking up words, I'm going to buy you a dictionary and you're going to no, learn how. Too much time. Too much time. No, 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 no. We're going back to basics. <laughs> you're right. Look at that. Look, I just proved my point. I need the instant. I'm like, no, no, I can't flip Ooh. through pages. Like, I need it right away. Yeah. Well, it's like slowing things down for you. It's going to be great. Okay. Um, okay. Then deal. the last thing is an action step. What's something, one thing that someone could do today? that they're feeling kind of lost, not quite sure what the heck they're doing, um, but they want to be happy right now. What's something they can do? What do you do? 
say one thing right now that you are proud of yourself for in the last week because mm-hmm. that's something that I I feel like that's where all this stress is coming from and that's where any stress of anyone who either just graduated or feels overwhelmed or feels stuck or whatever everyone is so all over the place and they're they're looking at such a massive picture where it's like hang on let's look at the last 7 days what did mm-hmm. you do in the last 7 days and what are you proud of and own that Absolutely. I love, love, love that. That is an action step that you can do every day, especially when you're feeling like you're not doing enough or being enough and whatever enough is, not quite sure, is looking back and being like, hey, I'm really proud of myself. And if you're having a hard time even figuring out something you're proud of, it could just be that you got out of bed and something Mm -hmm. as simple as that. Yes. Yeah. Giving you a virtual high five and hug and all of the things. Okay, I'm giving you a high five too. My hand is sweaty because I'm like having a life realization right now. (laughs) Okay, well, this was a fantastic conversation, Matt. Thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable. And I just genuinely appreciate that that realness that you bring. And I've seen that in you since day one. And I just am so grateful that I know you and I get to be a part of your journey. Well, the feeling is more than mutual. Thank you very much for having me. I love you very much. And thanks for doing what you're doing because you brought happiness to my life so long ago and now you're doing it to so many other people. So I'm honored to be a part of yours. Well, thanks, Matt. Whoa, did Matt deliver or what? How about that conversation? We could have talked for hours. In fact... We are going to carry this on because we had so much fun doing this and there was definitely something to it. Like we could have just kept going and Matt had all these questions for me. So we decided that we're going to do mini sodes, mini episodes each month where Matt asks me questions and I reply with the best suggestion that I can give along with tactical action steps that you can take today towards feeling your best. Some of the topics are going to include crashing your own pity party, stress eating, how to follow through, post-party pit, you know, when you regret the night before, Whole30, and so much more. And we want to hear from you. This is for you, and this is for you to feel your best. So if there's something that you want covered, you want a question for Matt to ask me, head on over to my website under the blog post tab. There is going to be a comment box where you can comment what type of questions that you want Matt to ask me. So excited about this. There's going to be so much goodness to come. So stay tuned for that. Now, as far as that action step, amazing. It takes two seconds to reflect back on the past seven days and choose one thing to celebrate, one thing to be proud about. It could be something as simple as, hey, I made my bed every day or, hey, I got eight hours of sleep. It doesn't have to be some big, crazy thing, just something small to acknowledge yourself about because that creates the positive ripple effect in your life. Okay. So if you're proud about something, Take a picture of this episode, put it on your gram, tag us so we can celebrate and be proud together. All right. Until next time, remember, love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. Happy 2020. Excited to go on this journey with you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.